Hi, and welcome to another edition of Science Boosters, the podcast for life science professionals. Here, you'll find the movers and shakers in the space sharing their insights on the evolution of the industry and how to grow a thriving company in these rapidly changing times. I'm Philip Heidbrink, CEO of SciLife, and would like to share with you today helpful insights about continuous improvement in a fast-growing medical device company. During our conversation with Amanda Amel, Quality Associate at Shoebox, we covered the continuous improvement framework, the main challenges, and the Shoebox case study, a Canadian software medical device company in the market, going quick as lightning from theory to action globally. Without further delay, I let you enjoy the session. Welcome you all. My name is Philip Heidbrink. I'm the CEO of SciLife. And I would like to uh, welcome uh, Amanda from Shoebox. So Amanda, if you want to present yourself real quick. Hi, uh, my name is Amanda Mel. I'm the QA associate at Shoebox Limited. I, for over the last 15 plus years, I've worked in pharmaceutical wholesaling, medical device distribution, and manufacturing industries. Uh, with a focus on QMS, uh, quality management systems, and regulatory compliance. So I really thrive on change and process and product improvements. Perfect. Thank you very much. And, uh, and what does uh, Shoebox do exactly? Right. Shoebox is a manufacturer of an automated iPad audiometer. So we design, develop, uh, audiometry products, as software as a medical device. Uh, we use iOS web technology to replace the bulky, expensive equipment, um, making it more affordable and accessible to um, people. All right, perfect. Thank you for that. Okay, so with that, I'd like to uh, start mentioning um, uh, what, uh, what are the main challenges that we at SciLife with our customers are uh, encountering when we talk to QA people um, in, in the medical devices. Um, so what are the main challenges when implementing continuous improvement? One of the main challenges that are typically mentioned is, is instilling this quality mindset uh, on all levels uh, without, throughout the company, right? It's not only the QA department that should be QA or quality uh, minded, but it's everybody within the company, and that's not easy. Uh, sometimes uh, Q, uh, quality is, be, is seen as a necessary evil, um, which is just, uh, yeah, uh, it, it requires people to follow up on quality events where, uh, uh, on top of their day-to-day -day work, or uh, which, is, which is a pain for them. So they just see it as, as mm, something additional to their work and not something that is... Um, yeah, fundamental to their work. So having this quality mindset throughout the whole company is definitely one of the important pain points that, that they mentioned. Secondly, there is this, uh, the, the problem of, of, of once you have that mindset, people still might not be very fast with follow-up on, 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 yeah, uh, actions that are required when some issues are arising or uh, yeah, training typically uh, is is uh, is problematic. Uh, you need to be uh, con constantly trained um, in procedures and processes that that change over time. So it's not getting your training 
when you are a new employee and once that's done, you're done. No, it's a continuous process in which you need to be retrained according to constantly changing processes and procedures as the company grows uh, and changes or the market or the product uh, is, is uh, yeah, um, trying to keep up. So um, making sure that people uh, follow up in a timely fashion on, uh, on all these quality actions is definitely also a challenge um, in continuous improvements, uh, improvement processes. And then lastly uh, is, is having the clarity. So even if you have the mindset, even if people want to follow up on, on these quality processes, there are quite a few, right? You have deviations, non-conformities that might be handled differently, complaints that might be handled differently, corrective and preventive actions that need to be uh, locked, uh, managed, implemented in a certain way. So uh, yeah, uh, internal audits, management review meeting, whatever is, is part of your whole quality system has a process to it. And uh, uh, employees typically don't do that on a daily basis. So when something pops up that you need to uh, follow up on, having clarity on the process, how and when you need to follow up is essential for, for people to, to feel comfortable and doing this uh, as fast as possible. Uh, so, so you don't get behind with all these actions. So the, the clarity part is, is very important. Uh, and that's definitely where, where systems and software solutions can, can help, right? Because you're forcing the user uh, through a, a very specific workflow, which makes it for them easy to understand and apply these, uh, these quality processes in a very logical manner. We will explain a little bit the, the theory between uh, yeah, behind, sorry, a continuous improvement framework, how to implement it, what what it uh, consists of. And, and later we will discuss how it was implemented at Shoebox and how Amanda is uh, managing that part, right? So um, Amanda, um, over to you. Sure. Um, so uh, continuous improvement is a cycle and generally you'll, uh, you'll the, the best, in my opinion, um, the best way forward is to plan, to do, to check, to act. So with the plan stage of the cycle, you're gonna establish your objectives, you're gonna plan the processes, basically plan for change and identify any improvement opportunities. Um, in the do, you're gonna implement this plan and execute the process. So you're gonna implement whatever training's been identified. Um, in the check, you're gonna uh, check to determine if the change had the desired outcome. Um, you're going to compare it against what the, the expected result was and what, what actually happened. Um, and then moving forward to the act, I mean, if you're successful, you're going to implement it across the organization and across your processes. Um, if it was not successful, then it would probably raise a corrective action where, um, you know, you would follow a structure on um, a root cause analysis. Why didn't it work? Why didn't it why didn't you get the expected result essentially and then start the cycle again um, okay so slide. yeah it's a, it's a yeah it's a continuous cycle that you that you yeah implement but uh it, it never ends right it's uh it's ongoing at all times all right please go ahead um so there are seven qms principles um quality management system uh there are two regulation or two standards, sorry, ISO 1345 for medical devices and ISO 9001 uh, basically has the same uh, mindset. 
Um, so when you're talking about customer focus, um, organizations, they depend on, on their customers and therefore they, they really need to understand what the current and future customer needs are and strive to meet uh, the customer requirements and also to exceed their expectations. Um, leadership, uh, you know, establishes purpose and direction for the organization and um, you want to maintain an environment where people can become uh, fully involved in achieving these uh, organizational objectives. Um, engagement of people, uh, people at all levels are the essence of the organization and um, full involvement enables their abilities to be used for the organization's benefit. Um, process approach, um, a desired result is achieved more efficiently when activities and related resources are managed as a process. Um, and we move to continual improvement. The, con the continual improvement of an organization's overall performance um, should be a permanent objective of your organization. Um, Evidence-based decision-making, we got uh, effective decisions that are based on analysis of data and information. So what is a quality management system? Um, well, it's a formalized system that documents your processes, your procedures, and your responsibilities to achieve your quality policies and your objectives. So it's a systematic approach um, to ensure consistency in your performance, and it supports continuous improvement. Um, Having quality management system also provides confidence to your customers um, that you can deliver a product or service that is safe and conforms to requirements. Um, having a quality management system reduces your risk of non-compliance, uh, drives accountability, it improves your product quality and safety, and it basically optimizes your operational effectiveness. This is the, the theory behind how to implement the continuous improvement uh, process, right? What what were the pain points that you uh, um, encountered um, in those two years to to implement and maintain this whole uh, continuous improvement cycle? Um, I definitely say, firstly, um, at the beginning, uh, not having a proper like process management tool. Um, doing everything manually and by paper, uh, like mm -hmm. a paper-based QMS is not optimal. Um, so we did uh, bring on SciLife as our quality management system um, to manage our documents and control our documents, assign training and a number of other um, useful QMS role responsibilities we've used through SciLife, which is which mm -hmm. is simplified our life. Um, so initially, I'd say the manual paper-based system was definitely a pain point. Um, most recently, I think because we're, uh, since the pandemic, we became a remote company um, where there's only six of us in the office, the remainder are all working from home. So being able to kind of organize and schedule uh, meetings and stuff has become a little bit more of a challenge um, mm -hmm. just because, you know, everyone now has to communicate virtually and and finding time to to break down issues and uh, you know meet regularly was initially a challenge. Um, other than that, I think the follow ups also the follow up actions um, we've definitely improved uh, since going remotely um, with our structure. We have really good structure for our Kappa system. 
And I think that's really important uh, in order to kind of establish a cadence and follow up and get things done on a timely, a timely basis. Yeah. Uh, so with 75 employees two years ago, uh, with a paper-based system, I mean, paper-based, if, if not everybody is at the office, it's, it's virtually impossible, right? Paper needs to travel from desk to desk. So did that mean that, uh, that you went from completely, um, uh, on site to almost completely remote in the, in during the pandemic? So you were 75 people working at the office before? Yes. Wow. That's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very big change, right? Yeah. So, and how how is it working for for Shoebox? I I assume it's quite positive. But um, did you notice that uh, not everybody uh, is into remote working? For example, uh, did you see a lot of attrition with employees, people leaving, new people replacing them, or or everybody accepted the change relatively easily? Yeah, I think everyone was very easy with the change. A lot of people do prefer working from home. Um, and uh, it's proven itself to be, we're just as productive, we're, we're just as efficient and effective. Um, so it, it hasn't really hurt us too much. Okay. If, if, you, would, if you would have still worked on paper before, uh, just when the pandemic hit, then it would be definitely a, 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 a yeah, huge yeah. challenge, right? getting getting people to sign off on training and whatnot would be next to impossible that way yeah, i mean yeah. it's pretty much impossible that way having everybody uh on the same page in terms of this mindset this quality mindset was it always there when you came in at shoebox or is it also something that um needed needed some uh some effort it needed some effort initially, but everyone's kind of grown into it and we are all fairly obsessed with quality. So um, we work really well as a team and we all understand what is required of us. Everything that we build or it, it always has quality in mind. And, and how did you, what did you do to instill this, this quality mindset? So was it just through the training or uh, did you do some other actions? How, how, how did you manage that? We, we're a very transparent company as well. So when we have audits, for example, and they're very open, they're very open and on the table for everyone. So everyone okay. is involved. We communicate any issues. So they, re they, they understand the role of quality in, in our business. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, we also noticed it at Silab. We we were growing more or less with the same employee um, growth uh, in the in the past fifteen months with one new employee per month, and uh, and it's it's all about involving them into the process, right? It's really not having these audits and only QA handle them and shield off the rest of the company. It's really. No, no, no. You, you want to hear how this process works? You just involve the person, let the person explain. And then they say, oh, okay, this is how an auditor asks questions. And this is the, the information that, uh, that we need to come up with. So they, they really feel the, the seriousness of, of the whole matter and want to prepare to show everybody that they are doing it appropriately, right? It's, it's all about involvement and, uh, um, yeah. Uh, and, and helping them to, to get involved. So uh, how important is it for you, Amanda, that 
what we notice, for example, we're we're not a medical device company. Uh, uh, you guys have both the hardware and the, and the software part, uh, I guess, right, uh, in the company. But we are 100% software. So um, how important is it that all departments have this quality mindset and document their processes? I'm, I'm thinking about customer success, sales, mm-hmm. salespeople. <laughs> I mean... They, they definitely uh, uh, document uh, processes and, and train people, but but have doing that from a regulatory perspective or even in, in a tool like a, a QMS is not that uh, logical for them. So do you somehow lower the bar for these types of departments? Because maybe an auditor will not see them as critical to your product mm-hmm. as obviously product development. Or are you just saying, no, 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 the whole company uh, needs to have the same level of quality, even if it's sales, marketing, or customer success, we don't care. So how do you think about that? Um, Well, we actually, one of our company values is to be quality obsessed. So when you come into this company, you're coming in knowing that this is one of our most important uh, values. So every department takes quality very seriously. Um, Just some... Some departments are more heavily involved in quality than others. So we share the information, um, we train accordingly. There's periodic review of processes. Um, we empower people to be involved in process changes, um, etc. What is, what are for you the most important tools in, within the quality system to make sure that this continuous improvement cycle is as optimal as possible? Well, what would you say are the most most important tools for you? Um, well, our EQMS firstly, and then we have feedback, um, customer feedback, post-market surveillance. We have our CAPA system, which is an, a very important tool uh, in you know, managing uh, potential non-conformances and non-conformances. Um, the, yeah, the things, other things that come to mind that we also do, obviously, is internal audits, mm-hmm. um, management yeah. Review. yeah, management review. So, internal audits. Do you do you audit each process? How, how do you do that? Do you, you do one audit per process per year? More often, less. Uh, we cover our entire QMS over the course of a year. So we do break up sections into quarters, into our okay. quarters, um, just to make it more um, well, feasible. It's, you know, it's okay to break it up as long as you cover the entire system over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you break it up, Amanda? So you do, you do uh, like core processes or, or department wise, or uh, how, we, how do you we break it up? By- by um, sections of the standard. Oh, okay. So, so we'll take section four and five and do that, uh, and whatever processes are applicable to that section, yeah. and and so on and so forth throughout the course okay. of the year. Okay. Um, and internal audits are very important, and we definitely use those as opportunities for improvement as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do discover you know, potential non-conformances and non-compliances in our processes as we're auditing it. I mean, it just, it ensures that your QMS is working um, or it's effectively implemented and maintained, Mm -hmm. right? 
and and who's uh, who's auditing the QA process? Who's auditing you then? We have an outsourced. Um, yeah, you outsource it. That yeah. that audits what we cannot because it's a you know we can't audit our own work. That's it. Yeah. So you just for that part, you have a an uh, an external party that does the internal audit for you. Correct. Um, and then I assume that you you get your your uh, certification audit uh, from the yeah whatever regulatory body and surveillance audits um, every year, right? Yep. Somehow clash with this more rigid regulatory uh, requirement. So uh, we definitely notice that. Um, I think that there are more and more medical device companies that have at least a part of software. And I think that 95% of companies are using an agile approach to software development. So I think it's quite a relevant question. Um, so how how does Shoebox tackle that? Well, we do our best to build the regulatory affairs regulations into our agile methodology. Um, and feature development is based on, on the similar inputs. So it's not an afterthought. It, it is basically built into the process, um, the regulatory mindset. Like any regulatory requirements are built to within the process. And communication is absolutely key in, in, you know, to prevent frustrations and risks from, from each side. But yeah, we definitely have this in our minds, every design review, every, uh, you know, any cycle that we do in, in respect to um, our agile system is always keeping regulatory in the forefront of our minds. Is Shoebox really trying to hire only people that already come with this mindset because they know the space? Or, or do you somehow um, put them through a different training to get them up to speed uh, in terms of understanding all the regulatory requirements? I'm thinking about software developers, but but not only software developers. We we have seen the same challenges with with salespeople. If they don't speak the same language as customers, uh, then then it's very very hard to sell your solution. I'm thinking about marketing. If if you don't understand the space and the market, it's very very hard to get the messaging right to your um, uh, yeah to to your potential customers. So. So yeah, I'm curious to know what Shoebox does in from a from a hiring strategy perspective. Um, well, I mean, we definitely want um, great people uh, with experience. Mm -hmm. Although um, we aren't restricted, um, as far as I, I mean, I'm not involved with HR, but um, we do have several employees that did not come from regulated environments previously, and that's not what they're. Um, familiar with. So mm -hmm. when we have a new hire, we scope their job function um, to what type of training, what training plan will be assigned to these people based on their job functions. Um, and then again, all, all the, the, the open transparency we have throughout the company and on our all staff meetings and um, you know, the, the information that we share an open book to everybody, it kind of, again, just kind of instills that, that mindset a little bit. 
Um, and then we have refresher training and, you know, every anytime there's a change in a regulation, whether it's a software standard or um, an audiometry standard or, or whichever the case is, we would develop training accordingly. I, I guess that then somehow helps with this whole culture, uh, this quality culture that you try to instill, right? So um it, it's basically through training or are there other things that that shoebox does to make sure that they have this this mindset this continuous improvement mindset um, it, it's training and it's involving them empowering them to be part of the process um you know we collaborate across teams um so the discussion like the the words quality and continuous improvement and like that's all we want we we are quality obsessed we want to produce the best <laughs> product for our customers right and meet all of their needs exceed their expectations like that is our goal <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, yeah, actually, we um, so customer feedback for us can come in different in, in different ways. Um, we have our customer support team, our account managers, our product managers. They all receive some sort of feedback, um, different kinds of feedback. We get complaints, uh, potential software bugs, negative feedback, um, feature requests. Um, so, so it all flows through a ticketing system. We have a ticketing system, so it gets mm -hmm. assigned accordingly. It gets categorized. I, you know, um, in the flow that we have it listed, you know, if it's a complaint, it gets, it goes through this process. If it's a feature request, it goes through this process. And then, and then we have like the complaint process. Um, we talk about customer feedback and, and post-market surveillance also um, is stuff that we need to monitor and maintain. We have to have, uh, get. Uh, so, so how much, how much would you say, um, is uh, customer feedback uh, deciding the product's direction? I, 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 I a lot, right? Yeah. A lot, yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> I, the reason I'm asking is we we uh, we we notice the same. We're we have we have the same system as you described in terms of uh, a ticketing system where everything flows through and we separate between. Um, issues and, and feature requests or just uh, questions, right, to provide support. So uh, regarding the feature requests, there are tens uh, uh, of feature requests per month mm -hmm. um, that that we have this uh, process in place. Every week we have a, a fixed meeting where we try to go through each and every question uh, and then customer success provides feedback to, to the user in question that, that asked for the feature explaining if there's maybe a workaround, if there's another way to do the, the, what they want to accomplish, or if uh, uh, if we're going to do it, in which version of the module in 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 uh, uh, yeah uh, in question, the uh, the upgrade will will happen, right? Uh, and more or less when. So that's a that's a huge um, effort, but it definitely accounts for maybe eighty to ninety percent of of product direction. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any 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 advice on when to implement this process? That's a good one. Uh, when? I mean, as soon as possible. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I I think like for for us, we're we're we have a fairly small quality team. 
um, at the moment. Uh, we're only like three people. And, and we managed to <laughs> cover uh, a large territory of requirements um, per se uh, with a small team. It's, it's not optimal. Um, obviously having more resources, I think would be more uh, efficient, but that'll come uh, as we continue to grow. Um, but when, I mean, you have to evaluate what, what your business needs are and your customer needs. Like, are you going to implement, are you talking implementing a quality management system or, um, or some other mm. process? I'm yeah, the, the thing is, if, if, if you are putting on the market a medical device, uh, you will need to have a continuous improvement uh, a process in place, even if you're just two persons. You need to have your quality system uh, set up Otherwise, you will not get certified. Uh, so that's definitely a requirement. And then the team size doesn't really matter, but you, you need to have it uh, documented, written down, and, and actually do it, right? Um, and uh, show some proof that you actually do what you what your processes say that you do. So the, I think it's not about how uh, large should the company be before you implement this. It's really from a business need perspective, if you need the, the certification to go, uh, yeah, for the go-to-market strategy and, and look there. So obviously uh, for, for a lot of medical device companies, there is a lot of R&D uh, at the beginning for quite some time. Um, but as soon as you want to go to market, it, it definitely needs to be in place, so yeah. So what are the steps we can implement in order to encourage continuous improvement in uh, a QMS? And is this just the responsibility of the quality manager? What would you say to that, Amanda? I'd say no. Everyone needs to be moving towards the same goal. Everyone needs to be involved. Continuous improvement is something that needs to be revisited regularly. Um, and it's not just the quality manager's responsibility. Everyone needs to be quality obsessed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I would like to thank Amanda for your participation, your clear explanation, and, and, and your help with, with this. I think it was very interesting. Thank so thank you for that. Want to continue the conversation? We're looking forward to your comments and feedback on our social media channels. We'll also let you know when the next episode of Science Boosters drops through these networks. If you're listening to this on a podcast player, don't forget to follow us. If you know someone else in the industry who would find this episode interesting, why not share it with them or with your network? A big shout out to everyone on the SciLife team who made this episode possible. Thanks for tuning in, and I'm looking forward to uncovering more life science knowledge with you soon. Thank you.